One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- a Bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. Clues. Underwear drawers. They're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because... Those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and <laughs> my, um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about, but I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. Mm. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash roses. That's MeUndies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. 
So tonight on The Bachelor, I was sent home, but there's one thing that I wanted to address before I give my final goodbye. And that is this, Clayton's apology to Elizabeth that he posted on his Instagram stories a couple weeks ago. As you can see, he said that if he would have known what was going on, he would have sent Shanae home immediately. However, let me take you back to this night. Um, after the Baywatch date, Clayton chose to spend our time asking me about the drama in the house and why Shanae felt so bullied in the mansion. And I explained to him, word for word, that I would never want anyone to feel bullied. However, when someone is mocking and making fun of someone's mental disabilities, that's crossing the line. And I don't want to surround myself with people like that. So I'm not going to go out of my way to be their best friend. At the end of the day, everything happens for a reason and no hard feelings. However, you knew and you kept her. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and today is Friday. That means this is This Week in Bachelor Nation. You're going to get all them tids. That's the news. You're going to get all them games. That's the ratings. That's the Instagram movements, the TikTok movements of all of our players from this season of our beloved game. You're going to get all mm -hmm. of those parasocial plays. What are those? Those are plays that players are making off the field and on their cellular telephonic devices or on their computers. We're talking about the things they're doing in the metaverse, their meta movements, if you will. And we're also going to talk about our screams <laughs> from the pit. That's when Pace Case and I descend deep into the darkest waters of the pit to talk about how our fandom of this game has overtaken our lives and made us do things or things happen in service of that fandom that are astonishing to us in both good and bad ways. Mm -hmm. But before we get to that, and before we get to what will be our state of the game, we have to say thank you to everybody who has bought our book. We are on the BookScan hardcover nonfiction bestseller list at number 48. We're trying to get that number up. wow <laughs> That's right. We're, it's basically an award being on this list. Sure. It's basically like we've won an award. Something like that. There are other lists that are more prestigious and will help us in our goals called the New York Times bestseller list. Fuck those lists. Unless we get on them. And then we love them. And I love them. <laughs> but if you have not yet picked up How to Win the Bachelor, it is still available for purchase and will be forever. So please go to wherever you get your books. Pick up a copy. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. It makes a perfect gift for the Bachelor fan in your life or for the person that you're trying to make a Bachelor fan. I've always been saying that. It's got roses on the cover. That's the symbol of love. That's true. Internationally, it's the number one most sold flower. If you're trying to drag your significant other into the pit or to even get them to just watch the show and they've been hesitant they don't think it's mm -hmm. worth their time. This book might change their mind. It might allow them to see our beloved game in a new way, in one that is more sports-like and therefore potentially more palatable to that person. And if not, you know, it's a good test for the relationship. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm not going to go <laughs> that far. Buy this book. And if the person you give it to doesn't immediately like them, never speak to them again. Perfect for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Just JK, 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 JK. But yeah, thank you to everyone who helped us make the book scan nonfiction bestseller list. I'm thrilled. As am I. And we are also thrilled to announce that on this very day, you can go over to the Chatty Bros and listen to a conversation we had with them 
about our beloved game, about the book, about Star Wars, Batman, a wide variety of topics. <laughs> yes. And Tripper Sounds even said that our book looks like a great coffee table book, which I would argue is what you want in a coffee table book, but then you open it and it's denser than most coffee table books. Which is true. But we had an absolute blast talking to them and getting to go into the studio and everything with them. And we urge you to go check out our appearance Mm -hmm. on Chatty Bros. You can find them on the Chatty Broads podcast feed. And they proclaimed that we are doctors. So that was a really wonderful development. Clues and I are doctors of The Bachelor. Now, we've been given that official Mm -hmm. title. And we accept it. And now, let's move on to the first segment of today's program. This is a segment in which we are going to talk about some recent developments in our beloved game and how we think it might be affecting the trajectory of even what it all is. This is Game Game of Roses. Roses. State of the Game. This week, we want to discuss a very important part of the game and how it's rapidly changing this season. We're talking about the watchback. The what? Exactly. There are basically three phases of social media engagement after you shoot your season. Once a player finishes their run in the actual game, they're put in a car, they're sent home. These three phases begin. The first one is the dead zone. This is a period of time that exists for players who don't make it to the end of their season. They're sent home while the rest of the show is still shooting. Other players are still there. The finalists are going through whatever they're doing. During this time, these players that are off the show are not allowed to post anything on any platform so they don't spoil the fact that they've been eliminated. Then, after the show is shot and has aired, there's the engagement party. This is when players get to meet up, go to music festivals, birthday parties, whatever, post collabs left and right in order to build pre-paradise dating rumors, friendships, rivalries, what have you. But today, we want to focus on the middle period of time, the watchback. This is when the show is wrapped, everything is shot, and the episodes have started airing. Players are allowed to post social media in this period, and we've seen an incredible increase in savvy players posting videos about what's happening in the most recent episode of the show in an effort to maximize gains based on what they did in the edit. And this season has seen more watchback social media production than we've ever seen before. Some of them are highly produced and prepared, ready to be dropped as soon as the player is eliminated, and others... They're more off the cuff improv videos, but we are now seeing basically every player who gets any screen time at all doing their best to get a bump from exploiting the circumstances of the last dates or the nature of their elimination. And we've seen a couple main categories (laughs) of watchback parasocial plays. We've got, you know, our Parasocial plays of the week. You know, you're very familiar with these. We talk about them every week in Twibbon. What are the best plays? And we're seeing some parasocial errors of the week where people are posting some questionable content, essentially, which in many cases has to be taken down once they post it. And we'll get to some of the questionable content in a minute, but we want to start by focusing on this post that Elizabeth Corrigan made uh, when she got kicked off. She had... Mm -hmm a pre-prepared video where she is walking toward the camera, rose petals all around in her kind of cocktail dress. It was a very, it almost looked like a bachelorette promo. That was the tone of it. It looked exactly like a bachelorette promo. And this thing was 
shot professionally, ready to fucking drop literally the second she came off the fucking show. This was pre-planned. She had it in the can, ready to fucking go. We haven't really (laughs) seen anything quite like this, where players are like really strategizing, as they should be, by the way. All of this is in our book, How to Win the Bachelor. Uh, But players are really strategizing in ways that we haven't yet seen, where they're trying to have the the kind of biggest engagement they can from the time they spent in game so that these posts are immediately ready. As soon as they can post them, they do. And again, professional polish all over it. Um, That video now has 1.9 million views. That's astounding. It's astounding. These are numbers that we only see from people who have way more followers. Essentially, she has 11,000 TikTok followers. So that's absolute insanity. It has resulted in her getting Instagram gains, TikTok gains. She's staying in the conversation despite her elimination. shes You'll see she's in some of our charts this week still, even though she was kicked off last week. Mm-hmm. And I think she did have to remove one of these from Instagram. From Instagram, but not TikTok, right? The video. I don't understand that. It's just the producers not understanding how social media works, I think. I think they're like, you have to take that off Instagram. And she's like, okay, you didn't say anything about TikTok. Okay, I'll take it off Instagram. Yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> she had photos as well. And those one of them is gone. The fact that they made her take it down, though, is interesting as well. Because in mm-hmm. some ways, I mean, she's very likely not going to be the next Bachelorette. But she's trying to hijack that narrative that maybe it's possible. Yeah. Or you should start thinking about me in this way. And then maybe that leads to a whole thing of hashtag Elizabeth Corgan for Bachelorette. And the producers don't want that Mm -hmm. because they already know who they're going to pick for the Bachelorette. Susie Evans, in my humble opinion. So I think that the producers are now like in this weird mode where so many players are coming out with videos like this during the watchback phase. They can't keep tabs on all of it. And if one pops through and becomes a a big one, they have to like smash it down and be like, take that off your Instagram. And what can you really say? I mean, she's just throwing rose petals. It's not like she's giving spoilers. It's not arguably something that's in her contract. It's not like she put a caption above it that says, I'm your next bachelorette or something like that. I think we're getting to the point where, you know, what they did in Australia is they took all the players' phones, even during watchback, and the producers were the ones who controlled all the social media that they output. And there was one player who made a new account and just started posting spoilers, basically. Yeah. So even (laughs) in that attempt, they failed. But there was also like a money guarantee, I think. Or what was it they... In Australia, they guaranteed if you gave the producers your phone, they'd pay you. They would pay you and get you a blue check mark. Oh, that was a part of it. Not that that like that's automatic anyway. You don't need the producers' help to do that at this point. If you're on The Bachelor, you'll get a blue check mark. But this Elizabeth Cor- Corgan video was kind of tip of the iceberg in terms of that. We now are seeing this week, which we're going to talk about. Obviously, Sierra Jackson has posted this photo of herself mimicking the American Beauty Mina Savari shot of her naked covered in roses. This is a, I don't know if this is photoshopped or a professional photo shoot, whatever it is. I don't know. It's so many roses. Yeah, but it's very well done. Whether it was photoshopped or shot, someone with a high degree of professional image manipulation skill was involved in this. She looks incredible. It looks like the cover of a magazine. Yeah, this is definitely another pre-planned photo shoot or whatever photoshopping thing that is ready the fucking day she gets kicked off the show. Mm -hmm. And so this is another one. And that's what we encourage people to do. You want to bank content because this is when you're going to be getting the most engagement. 
both Sierra and Elizabeth timed these for exactly when they were kicked off. That is when the most people are going to be looking at your social media and following you. You don't want to be making these off the cuff. You want them to be high quality. You want them to be thought out. Speaking of. (laughs) (laughs) You want them to be not breaking your contract. (laughs) Yeah, which is the flip side of this. Very early on in this season, we saw Cassidy Timbrooks posting a video or not. There's conjecture about how this video was made and who the audience was meant Mm -hmm. to be and all of this. But this video came out uh, with her saying literally, fuck Clayton Eckerd. And she also mentioned that uh, certain people got kicked off before they got kicked off on the show. So she gave some kind of a spoiler. Just herself, right? Yeah, she spoiled basically that she went home before the episode came out that sent her home. And that had to be taken down. And she, I think she maintains that she posted it for her close friends and one of those people screen recorded it and sent it along. This is, I don't, I don't think we officially gave it an error, but that's definitely a parasocial error. We gave the play of the week. That's what we did. We gave the play of the week to Dark Seeker because she made a TikTok, including that video and right. just her facial reactions to it, which is amazing. Yeah. And there was supposedly some like lost context because she was saying that it was like a joke to her close friends. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case, yeah. you don't want, you never want to be on the end of a phone call where the producers are saying, you have to take that down. Don't ever do this again. Because I feel like you Mm -hmm. get one of those. If you do something like that again, you're going to get the lawsuit. And you will have to pay $100,000 if they press it, like Luke Parker did. These Mm -hmm. these things that spoil your season, you cannot do that. Even though they do it in all of their promos literally constantly, you cannot do it as a player. That is in your contract. And the again, the nature of this video is not like these other two videos we're talking about are highly produced, highly polished. They are effective in what they're trying to achieve, which is getting the viewer to think Mm -hmm. of them in some other future role within our beloved game. This one by Cassidy Timbrooks is just her direct addressing the camera saying, fuck Clayton Eckerd, fuck this, fuck that. (laughs) That type of thing doesn't go over well with the fourth audience, generally speaking. Yeah, you... (laughs) You definitely want to prepare. You want to run these videos by a plethora of people before you post them to make sure that you're... <laughs> I don't even know how to get into the next one that we're going to talk about. Well, I mean, the next one is a, it's a somewhere in between. It's somewhere in between a Cassidy Timbrooks and Elizabeth Corgan or Sarah Jackson. It's Marlena Wish's video that came out this week, which we're going to be talking about in Parasocial Plays. But in this video, she essentially made a video saying, if I can get X amount of likes on this video, I will then post the jokes that I did in the roast. If 11,000 people follow me. Oh, sorry. Yeah, if 11,000 people follow me, I will then post the jokes that I did in the roast that you didn't get to see. So she's referencing something that happened in the most recent episode of the game, which is fantastic. I always love when players mm-hmm. do that. So then it's anybody who watched the show is like, oh, I do want to see those jokes. She got the followers. Yeah. She posted the video. It didn't go over well because as Lizzie's <laughs> saying, it seemed like there was almost no planning here. It seemed like she did the literal jokes, which some of which are like offensive to some degree. They're certainly not in the correct tone. Racially insensitive towards Sarah Hamrick and also spoiling. She pretty much insinuates that both her and 
another player will not get a one. I don't even know if I want to say who the player is. Yeah, we'll try not to spoil. But she basically spoils that some players don't get one-on-ones. And so the mm-hmm. producers told her to take the fucking video down. But it's too late, obviously. If it hits the internet, it's on the internet. Yeah, when I saw the video, I downloaded it immediately, sent it to Clue as a dark seeker and said, I bet she has to take this down. <laughs> and she did. But guess yeah. what? There's a fucking Us Weekly article about it. So it's too late, you know? Mm-hmm. Then this becomes news that that she did this. And while the intent of this, I think, was correct. Absolutely. Yes, that's hilarious. She wrote these jokes. We want to see them. They have to be performed better. It was the... It seemed almost like an afterthought to make this video. Yeah, she was like, I'll make the video tonight. And I was like, you should have fully written this out with way better jokes than you maybe were able to come up with on the spot. They don't need to be the exact jokes that were cut from the show. No one will know. And up the production quality and have it ready to go when you make that statement saying, get me to 11K. I at least want to see you like with a microphone, with a fake brick wall behind you, like you're in a comedy club. If you can't go to a comedy club to do it, I need a laugh track behind this to tell me like, oh, this is funny, not cringy. Because it comes across, I thought that this video was extremely cringe and uh, it didn't work. As we saw, there's like backlash as a result of this. Mm -hmm. It was a good attempt. It just needed to be done better, I think. And we saw here a result of what happened was she actually got a good edit. They made her kind of the star of the roast. She undid that edit with this video, in my opinion. With her edit, I was like, oh, she can get a podcast out of this. Like, she's playing up this comedy character. I had very high hopes for this roast video. And yeah, it will... I mean, we basically just talked about the whole thing, but we'll talk about it later some more. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's just two different approaches to this period of time which are off the cuff versus pre-planned full productions. And there are some in the middle. Uh, Hunter from this season is mm-hmm. doing some TikTok videos that are like not super high production quality, but they're polished. Mm-hmm. And we'll see also Lindsay W has a video that we are going to talk about in Parasocial Plays. Yes. That is basically giving a commentary on what happened in the episode. Things we di- we don't know. Saying... What you think you see, you're not seeing, basically. That's a third type where you're making a direct reference to something that appeared on screen or didn't and saying, no, 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 here's the truth of this. And we've started to see this a little bit in uh, Katie Mm -hmm. Thurston did it for Hunter Montgomery. He was turned into a villain on her season and she said, hey, you don't know the whole story. I think it was a tweet that she put out. So we're starting Mm -hmm. to see players during the watchback doing something where they're trying to correct the edit or trying to go against the edit in some way by saying, you don't know the whole story of it. And there seems to be some gray area in that, in what producers will allow, what they force you to take down, what they get pissed about or sue you for, or are there some players who are more protected than others? I'm not exactly sure. Like to see the show suing a lead, I think would be pretty groundbreaking. I don't know if they would ever do that. Yeah. I mean, Caitlin Bristow spoiled her own ring winner on Snapchat and they didn't sue her. She ended up hosting the show. Different era too, though. We're in this other era now where like literally every week we're going to see whatever players get eliminated or whatever players maybe are involved in the biggest narrative are going to be releasing videos on TikTok, on Instagram that Mm -hmm. are either corroborating or 
denouncing what happened or trying to capitalize on whatever they did by like Marlena Wesh's thing where she's trying to be like, I was funny in this roast. Here's the rest of that roast, which again, good idea had to be executed better. Oh yeah. It's a great idea. I mean, we've seen some people be like, Oh, mine was cut. Here's my spoken word poetry or here's my whatever public performance insert it here. Um, we are okay. We are in the professional era. People are prepared when they go on the show. Most of the players they have pre-prepared a swan song Instagram post for when they're eliminated. But I want players to step it up a bit. I'm clicking through everyone's TikTok every time that we do Twibin, and barely anyone has posted or is taking advantage of this. Every player. You know when you're going to get eliminated. You know pretty much what week it'll be. Prepare your shit now. If you're a player who's still on the show right now and you know you get eliminated, prepare your Instagrams, prepare your TikToks for the exact right time of release when the most people are going to be looking at your shit. Don't do it that night. I couldn't agree more. And that's really the disparity we're starting to see now with like Sierra Jackson is a high level professional player. That photoshopped Mm -hmm. image is insane. I mean, it's like professionally, it looks like a fucking movie poster. What Elizabeth Corrigan yes. did, high-level professional player. Someone is mm-hmm. shooting that video for her. There's somebody with the camera. There's rose petals everywhere. It's lit well. She's in the, like, I mean. Yeah, she's in like a studio. Yeah, exactly. And then you have like Cassidy Timbrooks, not quite a professional <laughs> player <laughs> when you're saying fuck Clayton Eckerd and spoiling your own season. I don't know. I, I'm curious to see where this all goes. But idea for Cassidy, if Clayton does get turned into a villain, which is this weird phenomenon we seem to be seeing this week where everyone is shitting on Clayton saying, how could you keep Shanae? Where I'm like, I don't think it was his choice to keep Shanae at all, in my opinion. Yeah, clearly wasn't. But if that does end up being his edit, maybe Cassidy can lean into the fuck Clayton Eckerd sell some merch with that. I think Sierra could sell some merch with her goodbye line. Don't be stupid. Yep, I agree. I bet she could sell some mugs with that on it, t-shirts. You know, these are the types of things you want to be doing. You get your catchphrases, your good lines, and just make what you can out of it. Yeah, but we just wanted to cover this, the watch back and what we're seeing now, because we really haven't seen anything like this where it's every player now that gets mm-hmm. eliminated has something to say, or even players that are still in the game. They're putting out TikToks, they're putting out videos in an almost constant reaction to what is happening in the main game. We just haven't seen this volume, and we certainly haven't seen this degree of quality like we're seeing in Elizabeth Corrigan no. and Sierra Jackson. People will maybe have done like a photo shoot with a rose. We've mm-hmm. we've seen that before. Yeah, but good luck to all of our players. We're we're very anxious to see what they're going to do as this season starts winding down, like I'm really curious to see what is Susie Evans mm-hmm. going to start doing during the watchback when she emerges as the front runner or any of these players, really. Rachel Reckia, mm-hmm. Gabby, Wendy. Rachel Reckia. Rachel Reckia. But now we are going to move on to a segment in which we discuss the ratings of the show and all the movements on Instagram and TikTok of the players this season. This is... This Week in Games. Monday night's regular season game that featured the slow build to a two-on-one between Shanae Ankney and Genevieve Parisi, which will conclude next week, did not produce in the ratings. It was down about 15% from last week with a 0.66 in the demo and 3.14 million total viewers. 
This was the worst rated episode of the season so far and only managed to take third place in the overall network ratings behind the Winter Olympics on NBC and 911 Lone Star on Fox. The only show it managed to beat was a rerun of The Neighborhood on CBS. And now let's take a look at another reality competition show starring an ex-player. We're talking about The Real Dirty Dancing on Fox. The all-time male Instagram champion from our beloved game, Tyler Cameron, turned in his second performance on Fox's attempt to maintain relevance by digging up a 35-year-old movie and making people reenact scenes from it. The show, which airs on Tuesdays, managed to hold on to its last place spot among the other major (laughs) broadcast networks, getting beat by the Olympics on NBC, Abbott Elementary on ABC, and a rerun of FBI on CBS. You know, doing these ratings every week is the only way I even know what shows are on TV. I'm like, FBI, 911, Lone Star, what are these? (laughs) I don't know, shows for old people. Fox's other attempt to maintain a reality TV audience, a reboot of a 20-year-old reality premise, Joe Millionaire, also came in last place on Thursday, despite failing ratings across the board for all network television shows. It does seem that our beloved game is still the top reality turd in the network toilet bowl. Gorgeous metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I just look at these ratings every week and I'm like, what are we even fucking doing? No one's watching any of this. I mean, doing these gains, I'm like, I'm reporting on like 3,000 Instagram gains. Like it doesn't even seem worth reporting on. The Elizabeth Corrigan video got more viewers than fucking Tyler Cameron on uh, Oh my God. <laughs> dancing with Dirty Dancing Guys or whatever the fucking show is. It's just like, I, no one cares. No one cares about it. It's just a dying thing and we're watching the death throes of it. I'm ready. Like, cut the fucking cord. Let's, let's get Bachelor into streaming. Let's have that happen now. It needs to happen. Needs something. I agree. Tyler Cameron is the lead, perhaps. Uh... Call it a game, show people's Instagram numbers, just some ideas. And for our players' gains this season, Clayton Eckerd gained 7,000 Instagram followers this week, bringing him to 179K total. Good job, Clayton. His Twitter has gone up 3.7K to 15.2K total as of today, February 10th. Clayton's TikTok (laughs) has... 345 followers, up 246 from last week. He is still not posting pizza reviews, but we'll keep you updated. But you see what he is posting, right? Yes, uh, gym workouts. But they're not even good. Like There are some people who have millions of followers that are gym accounts, people posting their workouts and stuff. They're shot well, Mm -hmm. good angles. They look like they're dressed well. He's just in some kind of like ratty gym shirt like... Uh, uh, the angles off. It it just looks bad. Like even the ones he's doing. If you want to do a workout TikTok, great, dude. Then look at some other workout TikToks. Mimic what they're doing, the successful ones. Get brown bear visuals on it. Something. Jesus, anything. But certainly, I think if you did pizza reviews, <laughs> there are going to be millions of views on these fucking pizza reviews. Here's how it needs to go. Here's how his TikTok should go. He's getting a lot of pizza comments. He's certainly getting that. You need the you need good lighting and shit. You got to invest in a couple of lights. It can't just be you on your phone. You need to sit down, have a locked off shot, have it look good. It starts out with a parasocial gaze. You looking right into the camera. You say hi. My name's Clayton, and I love pizza. 
Today, uh-huh. we got a pepperoni from Domino's. Let's enjoy. And then you open the Domino's pizza box and you take a bite of your pepperoni pizza and you give me, mmm, it's got hints of mozzarella, a little oregano. There's definitely some good tomato sauce in there. The crust is just right. It's thick, but not too thick. All of that, whatever. You get highly into it. I want 30 seconds and then you're out. And then tune in. My next video is going to be Papa John's. See you then. Something like that. That's all you got to do. Millions. Millions. Anyway. I I mean, you fully scripted it for him. The, the plan is there. I agree. And now let's move on to the top five gains <laughs> chart for the Players of Bachelor season 26 cents. <laughs> February 3rd, 2022. The top five Instagram gains are that gold medal in gains goes to the 30-year-old ICU nurse from the Denver High Gabriella, a.k.a. Gabby Windy. She gained 16.1 thousand followers for her colorful narration, tier play, PTC, Pace Cases MVP status, and the play of the game, Creature Play, bringing her total to 37.6 thousand followers. The silver medal in gains goes to the 25-year-old flight instructor from Claremont, Florida, Rachel Reckia. Rachel Reckia. Rachel Rachel Reckia. <laughs> That song will be released very soon. <laughs> it's already released in my head. I know. She gained 11.5K followers for getting that zero-pointer group date rose, bringing her to 47K total. And the bronze medal this week in gains goes to the 32-year-old real estate advisor from Highland Ranch, Colorado, Elizabeth Corrigan. She gained 8.7 thousand followers, bringing her to 47.5K total for her swan song exit bump. And that watchback parasocial play that we mentioned up top. Mm-hmm. Fourth place goes to the 26-year-old recruiting coordinator from The Source, a.k.a. Dallas, Texas, Sierra Jackson. She gained 5.2K this week for her tattle play, her swan song exit bump, and her swan song parasocial rose play bringing her to 13.6K total. Fifth place in games goes to the 26-year-old bartender from the LA Icons, Genevieve Parisi. She gained 5,000 this week for her Shanae rivalry play, bringing her to 64K total. I do think it's very interesting that two of the top five here were the players who did these very professional watchback parasocial plays. Mm-hmm. That shit works. I mean, Elizabeth wasn't even in the document this week. She was... The third highest gain. Yeah, because she had a million fucking views on a TikTok video. Two million. And now for the top five total Instagram chart. As of today, no one has joined the 100K club yet. But the closest is bartender from the LA icons, Genevieve Parisi, maintaining the lead at 64K. Second place, the wedding videographer from Virginia Beach, Zuzi Evans has second place at 58.7K. In third, a newcomer to the charts, real estate advisor Elizabeth Corrigan with 47.5K total. Unreal. Fourth place, flight instructor Rachel Rachel Rackia. Rachel Rackia <laughs> comes in fourth <laughs> place at 47K total. <laughs> <laughs> And Gabby Windy finally knocks out the night one girl, Jane Pike, to take fifth place at 37.6K. This is just terrible. These numbers are terrible. Horrible. 
And so Horrible. what what is that? Because like toilet numbers. Yeah, the whole everything's toilet numbers. I mean the the show itself is getting bad ratings, but this is uncharacteristically low for a season of The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. The Bachelor, yeah. Even Matt James season, the numbers were higher than this at this time. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what happens. Can any of these players hit a million by the end of the season? Can even fucking Clayton Eckert hit a million? Is Clayton? I don't know. We'll find out. But now let's move on to the top five TikTok chart for February 10th, 2022. Almost unchanged since last week. In the top spot, we got Daria Rose, 24-year-old law student and night one girl from Baldwin, New York with 39.8K. In second, Susie Evans with 18.9K. Third place, Lindsay Windham, the 28-year-old industrial sales rep from Houston, Texas. She's got 15.6K. Biggest gain this week at 3.9K, presumably for her uh, 4TWR attack on Clayton, which we will get to in parasocial plays. (laughs) Coming in fourth, Elizabeth Corrigan, 11K. God, she did it. And then fifth place is Claire Heilig, the 28-year-old spray tanner slash night one girl, still holding on at 8.9K. That Elizabeth Corrigan play was just unreal. Oh, I like it's one of the best early exits I have ever seen yeah. like, to be able to get these gains when you I go agree. out. What is it? Week three? But yeah, just the fact that we have night one girls in the top five total Instagram and TikTok chart still. Yeah. It's tough. I agree. But I think there's also something to be said for something we've talked about. Villains ain't getting gains anymore. There's never going to yeah. be a Corinne Olympia. So you look at like a Cassidy Timbrooks or a Shanae Ankney, they're not going to be in these top charts because the audience something weird has happened with the audience where it's now like if you're a villain the fourth audience fucking hates your guts and wants you dead sends you death threats certainly isn't going to follow you on instagram clues underwear drawers they're not organized they're like the the wild west the final frontier of wardrobes Mm. and there's no rhyme or reason to them you got Ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and <laughs> my. Um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about. But I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com slash roses. That's meundies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. Meundies. Comfort. From the outside in. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about One Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, 
and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the SkinSafe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And OneSkin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Mm-hmm. And that is much different than it used to be. Yeah, I'm curious if someone is able to break that by, I don't even know how you would do it. I don't think you can because a 4TWR accusation I think is just too detrimental at this point in terms of followers, you know, and also like what mm-hmm. brand is going to even spot. We, we saw it happen with Brennan Marais and Piper James. They lost sponsorship deals because they got yeah. cut into villains on bachelor in paradise season seven. That to me is like, fine, lose your sponsorship deal because you hemorrhaging followers maybe, but they were still in the hundreds of, or at least Brennan Marais was still over 200 K followers, which is plenty t- enough to have a brand deal. Brands were dropping him because of what he said, because of what the fourth audience essentially was saying. This guy's a piece of shit. He's coming in and trying to like game the system. And they were like, sorry, we can't have you on our brand anymore. You know what brands I think they need to get? The brands that advertise with certain podcasters who have said racial slurs over and over again, and they're still making money. Who are you talking about? Joe Rogan? Yeah. <laughs> I think they should get a sponsorship deal with with uh, Instagram. Instagram itself should hire them as the villains. Yeah, because they their whole deal was like, I want to get Instagram numbers. Yeah, <laughs> have they're already selling the product. I I mean, I do think like if Corinne Olympios played today, it would be a very different reaction to her. I think people would 
send her death. I mean, I'm sure she got death threats, but she'd get wrecked. She wouldn't have that many Instagram followers. Can you imagine in a contemporary game, someone sleeping through a rose ceremony? It would be, how dare she do that? She's not there for the right reasons. If she can't even show up for a rose ceremony, she shouldn't be on the show. Blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Meanwhile, the reality of that situation is that was one of the greatest plays, in my opinion, <laughs> of all fucking time. If you can essentially say, I can do whatever I want in this game. I don't have to adhere to the structure of it. I don't have to adhere to the ceremony. I'll do whatever the fuck I please. And you make it to hometowns. You're doing something right. You're playing that third audience exactly correctly. She was one of the greatest villain players, in my opinion, of all time. And I agree with you. Yeah. By today's standards, she would be dragged through the mud. Yeah. But that is all we have for gains this week. And now we're going to move on to talking about all those tids, all the juiciest news that happened this week in the nation. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News, we're talking clues. And not Bachelor clues, but Bachelorette clues? This week saw the longest-running quiz show in history, Jeopardy, feature a clue about our beloved game. One of the clues in a reality dating show category read, Trista Rain, Andy Dorfman, and Katie Thurston have each held this title role, and dare we say, responsibility. The answer was, of course, what is the Bachelorette? And the three named crowns couldn't have been happier to have themselves immortalized in the canon of this brainy game show. They all took to their social media accounts to post videos and comments about how thrilled they were to have been included. Congrats to Sutter, Dorfman, and Thurston on this outstanding achievement. I've had a few other friends who have been Jeopardy clues or answers or whatever. It's yeah. always super cool. I don't know any of these people. And I was like, happy for them. <laughs> I was like, that's so fucking cool. You got in the Jeopardy thing. Aw. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's wholesome. I think no one got the answer right. What? Are you kidding me? I think, I think so. That's sometimes what happens to Jeopardy. Like there'll be like a sports category or some shit. And it just like, yeah. they're like, I'll take sports for 200, Alex. They don't get it. I'll take sports for 400. They don't get it. I'll take sports for 800. They don't get it. <laughs> like they just clear the whole row and know nothing about football or something like that. I could see that being the case with our beloved game as well. But moving on, our next piece of Bachelor Nation news involves two San Diego Crew superstars. We're talking about players Hannah Godwin and Dylan Barber. The Bachelor Season 23 runner-up and the BIP Season 6 All-Exer have decided to put their wedding on hold in favor of buying a brand new house. Godwin took to Instagram to explain that their priorities shifted and, as she put it, in quotes, there's only so much money in the world. Barber explained via his own social media that a realtor friend found someone who wanted to buy their old home and they found what he described as, in quotes, the sickest house on planet Earth at the same time. Mm. So it all worked out. The couple will be staying in San Diego, so their status as active members of the San Diego crew remains intact. Godwin maintains that she is still very much thinking about their upcoming wedding, but until the world makes some more money, it seems as though there will be no <laughs> date set anytime soon. Godwin currently has 1.5 million Instagram followers and 963.9K on TikTok. Barber has 591K on Instagram and 227.7K on TikTok. Damn. 
Numbers of the past. <laughs> Numbers that crush. But even that, like Hannah Godwin and Dylan Barber started their TikToks or really started getting into TikTok during the pandemic, well after mm -hmm. their uh, playing days were done. And they're able to achieve, I mean, Hannah Godwin almost has a million TikTok followers. Right. But she already had the Instagram following. Of course, that, that certainly helps. Mm -hmm. But it's, I just don't understand like exactly what's happening here why there's no social media interest in any contemporary players. I think it has to do with how the producers are making the show, how they're presenting it. I think it has to do with casting. I don't think Clayton was like, obviously a good choice. People hate him. And so there are a lot of people who have tuned out because it's like, it's just an, an issue of three bad seasons back to back to back over the course of mm -hmm. the bubble seasons, some of which isn't necessarily the producer's fault. Like you're fucked a little bit if you're doing it at one of these. Yeah, there's a pandemic. Yeah, there's a pandemic and, and they had to shoot at these resorts and all that kind of stuff. But then to choose an Eckerd when you had massive fan interest in all the other top four players, basically. The underdog, Rodney Matthews. <laughs> yeah, stealing his, his line. I think it was just a, a misstep. And so people aren't interested in this season. I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. <sighs> yeah. Next up in Bachelor Nation news, the ultimate Viking, Clayton Eckerd, has been dealing with an incredible amount of backlash from the fourth audience after being cast as the lead of Bachelor season 26. He's appeared on multiple podcasts to discuss the negative comments and DMs he's received from fans of the franchise who don't understand why producers selected him for the role after a mediocre performance in Bachelorette season 18. But this week, it went to a whole new level as Eckerd posted an Instagram reel featuring a string of Venmo requests he's received from disgruntled viewers. Some of the highlights included a request for $50 for pain and suffering. Another asked for $1 for the trauma of Shrimpgate, an event he obviously had no knowledge of or participation in. One fourth audience member asked the Ultimate Viking for $3.50 to serve as what they called reparations. Another asked for $1 in exchange for watching your season. Eckerd himself posted a laughing crying emoji over the screenshot with his own caption that read, y'all need to stop this right now. It seems the pizza enthusiast is taking it in stride, but this does seem to mark a new level of personal trolling coming from the fourth audience that we haven't yet seen. Will Venmo bombing become a normalized method by which the fourth audience can express its distaste for leads and players in our beloved game? Time will tell. Have, have we ever seen a lead being held this responsible for what happens in the show? Especially things like Shrimpgate and shit or keeping Shanae. These are things... He's not controlling any of this. We've seen a similar level of backlash. I remember Ari Leyendijk's season when he broke up with Becca Kufrin to get with Lauren Burnham. Mm -hmm. She got a bunch of Venmos which she then donated to cancer research. But some political figure in Minnesota banned Ari from the state. But that was something he had done. <laughs> yeah, he he chose someone and then went back on it and was like, no, sorry, I have to break up with you to go marry this other one. This other shit, like somebody asking him for money for Shrimpgate, he didn't have, he literally is not involved in Shrimpgate in any way. He has nothing to do with it. I don't know. I mean... They're blaming him for keeping Shanae. And it's like, I don't, I don't understand that. There's at least like, uh, I can, I can see how, how a viewer might think that. Cause he's at least talking to Shanae. Shrimpgate. 
He literally was not a part of it. He didn't fucking do anything involved with Shrimpgate. And so that's what I'm saying. There's a level in this that to me is like, wait a minute, why are they holding him responsible for that? I'm going to Venmo request him for Champagne Gate. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they see him as the producer of the season or something, which is not the case. He's being puppeted just as the players are. There's, I'm telling you, something weird is happening with Clayton or, or maybe it's just this season. I don't know if it's him specifically or that's just where the audience is now. But like the lead is really being held up. Again, at least it's Clayton as the person responsible for everything that's happening in this season. And in most cases, he he literally doesn't even know what's happening. Yeah, I'm very curious how this is all going to go, especially with what looks to be the end of the season with him yeah. telling everyone he slept with them. I don't know. What is the rest of his edit going to look like? I think he's got many more Venmo requests in his future, unfortunately. <laughs> and now let's move on. Yeah. Our next item of Bachelor Nation news. GSJ and Serena Pitt are in the news this week, and they're not alone. The prom king and queen of BIP Season 7 took some time off this week to go on a vacation with their BIP Season 7 pals, young Noah Erb and Abigail, Fimprose winner Herringer. Herb and Herringer were forced by producers to stage a breakup at the very prom where GSJ and Pitt were crowned, but the couple didn't stay broken up for long. They repaired their relationship hours later and have been together ever since. The two couples enjoyed one another's company in the warm waters of Tulum, Mexico, where they turned out mountains of social media to immortalize the trip and assured GSJ got to indulge in one of his favorite things in the world, high engagement. Anytime Bachelor Nation power couples vacation, attend a music festival, or a birthday party together, it makes waves. And this trip south of the American border was no exception. Even beyond their own social media, the trip was covered across all of the usual Bachelor outlets, guaranteeing this foursome forged on sand got the most out of their trip. Congrats to all involved. Love to see GSJ enjoying his life with his bride-to-be, Serena Pitt, and really living it up with young Noah Erb and Abigail Herringer on this trip. I didn't know that they were a friendly couple. And Kai Was he there too? Kai was in Tulum. Oh, I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I wonder who else was there. I wonder what GSJ packed. Do you think he brought a suitcase full of sauce? Serena, <laughs> they don't have good sauce here. I had to bring my own sauce. I wonder if he'll be inspired and be like, I need to make a salsa. Ooh, I might try that. Start spreading out. And finally, in Bachelor Nation News, we want to wish a very special happy birthday to the Dark Seeker, Grace Ann Parks who is an integral part of the Gore team, celebrates one more arbitrary trip around our dying star this week. We can't thank you enough for everything you do for Gore, and we hope you have a great birthday. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Oh, okay. Happy birthday. Mademoiselle Grace on Parks. Happy birthday to you. That was beautiful. That was uh, an homage to both Grace Ann Parks and my late grandmother who used to leave me that exact voicemail uh, on my birthday every year. 
Well, it was fantastically done. You have an impeccable singing voice. Thank you. And next time I sing something, I would like a similar reaction. (laughs) 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 Moving on to... I believe Clues is referring to uh, how he just showed me the Rachel Recchia music video and I highlighted one part as... Not as amazing as the other part. Uh-huh. And it's the most amazing part. You're going to be hearing Rachel Recchia, my ode to her name very soon. Probably next week, I think, we'll we'll premiere it here on the show. So stay tuned for that. And then stay tuned for Pace Case's reaction, which should be very complimentary. And you all better react well or Clues is going to not be happy. Yeah, I don't want to see any $1 Venmo requests coming through my Venmo. Oh, you're you're going to get it if you even say that. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Now we're moving on to that portion of our program in which we discuss all the plays that the players are making off the field. This is that. The parasocial play, 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 play of the week. To start off, we mentioned it up top, but we have a parasocial error of the week. And that award goes to Olympian Marlena Wesch. She posted a now-deleted tweet on February 7th telling fans if they got her to 11K on Instagram, she would post her full roast from the group date. We retweeted and sent a call out to the pit on February 8th to get her to 11K. And the pit provided. She went from 10.2K to 12.7K in the span of a few hours. She then posted and promptly deleted the roast video on TikTok. We believe this was due to either the backlash of Bachelor Nation for the happy endings joke about Sarah Hamrick or the accidental spoiler she said in her roast. But nonetheless, this forced follow parasocial play did result in a major gain for Marlena. Not enough to make the charts, but... Yeah, it it was, as we said up top, could have been done better. And also, the first female sand, Abigail Herringer and Serena Pitt, posted a TikTok in which they, in quotes, skipped to the good part with their B.I.P. boys. Herringer posted the vid with the caption, second time in Mexico is the charm, hashtag FYP at Serena Pitt. The vid has 98,000 views and 24.1K likes. Bachelor season 26 player Jill Chin posted her swan song to Instagram with a shot of the injury she sustained while in game. The caption starts, I went on The Bachelor and all I got was this stupid football scar, dot, 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 and friends for life, the experience of a lifetime, a brand new perspective, the list goes on. This parasocial IFI has 3.8K likes. Good girl, Hannah Godwin and all eggs, one basket player, Dylan Barber, garnered 2.5 million views and 141K likes while jumping on the Major bag alert TikTok trend where text on screen says when I accept his proposal on national television with the caption, for legal reasons, this is a joke. Paradise's lesser known pariah 4TWR couple, Chris Conran and Alana Milne, posted an Instagram story with the caption, finally got some art for the new apartment. It's two screenshots printed out of Milne leaving saying, Chris, this is my car, and Chris crying, saying, it's been a rough evening that Chris's own brother made. Nice reference to really the only screen time they got in Paradise (laughs) Season 7. 
newly indoctrinated LA icons Andrew Spencer and Gregory Grippo met up with the North's Blake Moines and recent ring winner Nate Olakoya and the OG underdog Rodney Matthews. Always good to see a bunch of Bachelor Nation players together in a beautiful post like that. And for runner-up Repair Social Player of the Week, we've got Sierra Jackson. We discussed it up top, but she posted a stunning shot of her in a bed of roses. Mina Savari from American Beauty Style that made Elizabeth Corrigan's rose photo shoot look like child's play. The caption reads, This American Beauty needs a Valentine sparkle emoji has 7k likes these are all great plays of course but there can be only one winner this week lindsey windham spilled the tea and exposed clayton and production in a tiktok after her elimination from the game on monday she talks directly to camera in front of clayton's notes app apology re shanae ankney where he says he would have sent her home had he known shanae had mocked adhd Lindsay says that at the Baywatch group date after party, Clayton spent their one-on-one time talking about this very subject. The caption reads, Clayton, dot, 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 you knew. Wish you the best, though. Hashtag The Bachelor. This TikTok has 800K views and 60.5K likes. She's contradicting the edit here and the lead regarding Clayton's knowledge of Shanae's bullying. That's where we are now. The edit may not matter soon. We may start seeing more players saying, no, this is actually what happened. While she doesn't specifically say the producers in any of this, there is that implication. Mm-hmm. Huge engagement for Lindsay on this post as well. And I'm very, I mean, not that many players are in the TikTok space, but strangely, she's she's pushing through it's like as as professional as they are about the game they're still not professional parasocially they don't quite understand instagram is dead you have to be on tiktok now that's where all this is happening there's a bunch of players who don't even have a tiktok account yeah unreal to me just absolute horror it's not even an error it's just like you're not you're not playing the game it's like showing up to a baseball field without a glove i'll just catch it with my bare hands no you can't do that you gotta have the glove (laughs) in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in my opinion. No, you need the glove. Those are all the human beings making parasocial plays, but we got some creatures to get to. We had a bunch of good plays this week coming from our non-human friends. We had Lois lounging with tier play legend Ashley Iaconetti and newborn Dawson Dimitri Brady. We had Rachel Lindsay posing with the two-time parasocial creature of the week winner, Copper and Brownie. We said... Rest in peace to Roger, one of the first ever parasocial creatures of the week. It was Michael Garofalo's dog, and Garofalo posted a three-minute, 15-second video to Instagram with a beautiful caption commemorating his best friend. These were all great plays, but just as with the human world, with the creature world, there can be only one parasocial creature of the week, and this week, the award goes to Wally, the new pup being co-parented by the Instagram all-time champion Hannah Brown and her new boyfriend, Andrew Woolard. This week, Brown posted a picture featuring herself and Woolard holding Wally on a trip to the beach with a caption that reads, child star, dog emoji, star emoji, hashtag Wally's world. The post has 313,000 likes and 515 comments. For some context here, Brown's most recent two posts, images of herself without Wally, only have 80.6K likes and 20.7K likes, respectively. (laughs) Wally is generating Brown's most liked post by far. Congrats to Wally and all he's doing to keep Hannah Brown relevant in our beloved game. These numbers are crazy. 
I mean, the dog is cute, but Hannah's right. Child star. <laughs> Absolutely. He's crushing it. And now we're moving on to that portion of our program where Pace Case and I descend deep into the darkest waters of the pit to issue forth our screams. This is... Screams from the Pit! I'm calling my scream this week, Ladders O Lizzie, a.k.a. Lol, a.k.a. On the Rungs of Love. Ooh. Thank you. That's nice. I feel like I have been doing everyone in the pit a disservice in not bringing up this subject for a while, but we have some ladder news. Hannah Brown debuted her newly organized closet this week, in addition to Wally. And in this video, there was a small wooden ladder holding a single purse. I had countless people tag me in this video, send this video to me. I see you. I hear you. I love the ladder. I love how it's doing its job, which is to hold this one tiny purse up in the closet, creating, you know, a, an aesthetic of whimsy. And it has reinvigorated me. And I will be back on Ladder Watch. I don't think we have seen ladders this season, but please let me know if I'm missing anything. I'm on it. And this is my scream. <laughs> Lol. As you may know, I work on a bunch of different projects simultaneously. One of them is a book. Mm-hmm that is about corporate greed and it's I'm calling it mm. the ladder and I have ca- I've what? been calling it that since way before ladder gate happened and all that <gasps> shit why didn't you tell me this but now it's just taken on a new meaning for me every time I open that document I always laugh a little bit and I'm like this is fucking <laughs> hilarious <laughs> that ladders have taken on this bizarre meeting for us yeah it's a great title I love it that'll be a bestseller uh maybe who knows but that is not my screen My scream this week involves a little pulling back of the curtain on how our show works. We, as you know, have ads in our show. Part Mm -hmm. of doing that is we will get emails saying, hey, this brand wants to advertise, et cetera, et cetera. So we we know a little ahead of time who those brands might be. This week, we got one for a brand that I never thought we'd get. (laughs) And Uh it was astounding. We received an email asking if we would like to uh, have ads in our show for two other podcasts, Clickbait and Bachelor (laughs) Happy Hour. This is not a joke. I am not shitting you. This literally happened. I immediately replied back, hell yes, can't wait to do this. So absolutely, in the very near future, you may be hearing some advertisements as read by Pace Case and myself about those shows that we played in the middle of our own show. I don't know what this means necessarily. It's just so strange to me that it's it's potentially happening, but I'm excited to do it. I have to say, I think there'll be fun reads. Look, my favorite ads are the ones where we're passionate about the <laughs> the content. Yeah. So, and in a way, I feel like we've been already doing clickbait and happy hour ads and are digging deepers. In our whole show, it's like all we fucking talk about. It's it's basically like going to be an, an ad for clickbait and happy hour in a larger hour-long ad for clickbait and happy hour. But when I saw that come across, I was just like, there was some piece of me that was like, we've reached a new level. Like if they want mm-hmm. to advertise on our show, I don't know what the fuck is happening. I don't know what kind of upside down world <laughs> we're living in now, but like... We're there. 
you know what? I bet they've seen the sauce sales spike since we've been discussing the sauce. Oh, that's probably so it. So maybe yeah. that's it. I don't know what's causing it. In some ways, I feel like we've dug through the bottom of the pit and come out the other side of the world. And now it's a mm. world where clickbait and happy hour want to advertise on our show. <laughs> I mean, now we need to advertise on their show. Oh, rest assured. I have some emails in. We'll see. We'll see what happens. At any rate, thank you all very much for listening to our screams. And now we're going to play a scream for you from our Discord. If you want to submit your screams, you just join us in the bottom of the pit at patreon.com slash game of roses. And then you can submit your one minute or under scream as an audio recording in our Discord, which you get access to through our Patreon and we may play them here, and we may analyze them for severity of depth within the pit. How far down are you for this scream? So here we're going to play you a scream right now. This comes from a person named Mr. Snrub. And are you ready to listen to it, Pace Case? I'm ready. Here we go. Hi, Pace Case and Clues. My wife and I are dwellers in the northern reaches of the pit in Toronto. And during the helicopter portion of Gabby's date this week, I turned to my wife and said, Oh my God, it's the CN Tower. And she paused and looked at me and said, that is your dad's helicopter. We discreetly confirmed that it is in fact a custom paint job and immediately felt a unique combination of shame and pride. We both have this, you know, this small shame from being fairly closeted dwellers of the pit and a much, much deeper shame being so strongly affiliated with someone who is wealthy enough to own something no human being should, a helicopter. But now we feel pride having ridden in a vehicular artifact of our beloved game and knowing our dog has sat somewhere that the ultimate Viking has. I think the only thing better would probably be having ridden in the golf cart that Popeye smashed his head open on. So thank you for giving us the only place we could share this scream. We're looking forward to the rest of the season with you guys. Let's go! Dare I say it, a perfect scream. Uh, there's nothing wrong with this scream. It's, <laughs> it's beautiful from top to bottom. I mean, holy shit. Oh there are so many God. elements of this. And we have some images that have been sent to us, which hopefully we'll be putting on our Instagram as well, of this dog that has is sitting next to the helicopter. And then we have an image of the helicopter flying around the CN Tower in Toronto. So we do have photographic proof of all these claims. This is incredible. This creature looks regal in front of this chopper. Absolutely. A beautiful creature to be sure. I have questions though. Is the dad who owns the helicopter just some weekend helicopter hobbyist or does he have like a, a Toronto helicopter tours type company? Like what exactly is going on here? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that was a, a missing link in that chain of like, oh, he owns it. Was he driving it? <laughs> yeah. Was he the pilot? Or is it like horses where you don't drive your horse? You have some a jockey? I don't know. Or how much in advance did he know that this was happening? And was it a surprise to them when they saw it in the show? It seemed like it was. They were like, holy shit. So dad didn't tell them, hey, I'm going to be flying the bachelor around the CN Tower. I guess because they're such closeted pit dwellers, maybe the dad didn't know of their mm. extreme fandom. Could they have missed an opportunity here? This is why you have to be bold about your pit dwellingness. That's right. <laughs> you have to let everyone in your life know that this show, this game has mm -mm. consumed everything about you. And so then if anyone has an opportunity to let you sit in for a moment like this, they might have been able to meet the ultimate Viking. They could have been bystanders. That's got to be a regret of a lifetime. I know. Ugh. And by the way, <laughs> him saying that he, 
The only thing that would have been better was if he had touched the golf cart onto which Popeye smashed his face. I screamed. I literally screamed with laughter. Knowing that he's okay. And, you know, best friend of the pit, obviously. But so funny. (laughs) As I've said, you know, recently, I am trying to get back into getting some artifacts from our beloved game. That golf cart and a piece of shattered glass was definitely high on my list when I made my big list of things Mm, that I wanted. I don't think anyone would keep that glass. Somebody did. You're telling me a PA, somebody didn't scoop up a piece of that glass and say, this glass is important. I'm sure they scooped it into the trash. Mm -hmm. We're probably being yelled at. That golf cart is somewhere. I don't know how you would identify it at this point. It's probably lost in the shuffle of all the golf carts at that uh, resort, but... They kept it in a museum. Yeah. With the... The blood on it. Probably not. But thank you very much, Mr. <laughs> Schnurub, for your exquisite scream. It was a delightful sound to my ears. And you even ended it with a let's go. I mean, it doesn't get more beautiful than that. I know. I mean, this is, yeah, this is one of my favorites. I mean, the screams, they're just, they're leveling up. They're so good. This one had a little little button tag on it. Let's go. It was great. It seemed like they wrote it. It seemed like they rehearsed it a couple of times. It was perfect. It's literally 59 seconds long. I mean, it's perfect. Mm. So if you think you can beat it, just go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses. A challenge. That's right. Sign up on our Patreon and get our Discord access. What kind of helicopters do you own? We will find out. But thanks again, everybody, for joining us on this week in Bachelor Nation. We hope you've enjoyed everything we had to offer. And we will be back. No. We will not be back. I will be back on Tuesday. Pace Case is taking some much needed time off to indulge in the the romance of the season, Valentine's Day, and I'll be holding it down by myself. (laughs) Whose Valentine is the pit? Sorry. (laughs) You're going to get one hour of as unhinged as I can get just doing a recap by myself. There will probably be discussions of aliens. Hold on to your seats. But I think it's going to be fun. Aren't we trying to get people to listen to this? I'm trying to entertain myself. I'm trying to hold on to my last shred of sanity that I have down here at the bottom of the pit. <laughs> oh. whatever. Look, I'm going to be doing it by myself. I may or may not be indulging in some recreational use of certain mood-altering oh boy. substances. We'll find out. But join me alone, solo, next Tuesday for a recap of our beloved <laughs> game where we're going to get to see the dramatic conclusion of this two-on-one date between Shanae Ankney and Genevieve Parisi. Can't wait for that. I regret I'm taking off the two-on-one. So I will have thoughts when I come back. Don't worry. Oh, you're going to watch it? Why would I not watch it? This is my job. It's a night off. You don't have to. I can fill you in. <laughs> I, I mean... I mean, I guess this will be my scream next week is that I'm absolutely going to watch every second of it. Well, we need the notes. We need the stats, especially if you're indulging. We need we need our stats to be airtight. The stats that I record will be airtight. Then I'm going to indulge. Then I'm going to record. Well, I wish you a happy Valentine's Day in the pit. Pit, I wish you a happy Valentine's Day. You know, hopefully you're you're enjoying it if you want. And if you're not. Enjoy Valentine's Day with Bachelor Clues. That's right. I'll be here. Coming at you Tuesday. Until then, as always, what is the Dwab at? It has been 7,263 days without an Asian Bachelor. Praise be.
our beloved game. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.